This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. And I'm Chad Lale. Back in in color, baby. What's up? Oh, baby. He is back. He is back. He is back. I'm back, baby, and I'm ready to go. Let's get it. (laughs) Well, how are we doing, brother? Man, I'm doing well. I can't complain. Past few months have been, um, it's been a wilderness, man. But you know what? Just, uh, golly. (laughs) Uh, I missed everybody, man. But, you know, through this season, I'm, uh, and, and we'll chat about it, I'm sure. Just, man, just seeing what uh, fellowship, what brothers and sisters coming together in prayer and, and, and what the body of Christ really looks like. I've really been showing that the past few months, man, just with um, my situation, my family situation. You know, I've been away for, I guess, oh, Lord, since the uh, August show we did at the Remnant Youth Retreat. Yeah. And, um, it's been a season where I, I felt like the Lord told me to kind of take a step back from my ministry obligations and really um, allow him to minister to me. Mm-hmm. So that's where I've been for two months. Um, I haven't dropped my faith in the Lord for anybody who's, <laughs> who's wondering. I have, uh, if any, if anything, it's, uh, it's really strengthened me. And, um, you know, we, we'll, we'll kind of dive into some, a little bit of what's going on in my life, but man, I've been good, bro. I can't complain. Very good. Very good. And before we get into it, uh, let's uh, remind everybody tonight, Friday, October the 14th, we yeah. will both be at cross point Christian Academy. Uh, Wrestle church presents Cavalier clash. Uh, this is at 7 PM and uh, it's going to be a great night. Me, you, uh, Nikita, and and many others are going to be in Williamson, Georgia, at Cross Point Christian Academy. Uh, the address for that is five two two four. Well, Road H O L L O N Ville Road. I probably should have read over that and looked at that before I started trying to say it as we were recording, but <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And <clears throat> so what have you got? You've got a, what, what do we got tonight? You've got a, a bunkhouse brawl. Oh, what in the yes. world is going on? <clears throat> Them dirty questions yes. are at it again. They're at it again, but that's okay because, <clears throat> excuse me, but they, they're right up my alley, buddy. When I heard Bunkhouse Brawl, all I could think about was boot camp match, <laughs> taking it back to 2005 in the Marine Corps, and I was like, buddy, you watch what you ask for. Yeah. So, yeah, myself, Alexander Koloff, Nikita by his side, but, um, you know, and I can always uh, count on my brother Casey having my back if I need him. That's right. So, dude, I'm, yeah. oh, yeah, bunkhouse brawl for Hope Championship Wrestling. I don't know. It, it's going to get a little crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and see, the bad thing is they, they, these these dirty old Russians are not too smart because 
you know, even though you've given this whole process to the Lord and, and just allowed him to take it and minister to you deep down inside, there's, there's probably still a little frustration that wants to come out. So you're in the mood to spear somebody and maybe <laughs> give them a Russian sickle herself, right? <laughs> oh, you're right. There's a little bit of frustration built there. So why not take it all, take it out on uh, those, as you say, those dirty Russians. So that, <laughs> yep. Tonight, Big time, big time. So, I mean, we, we talked about it. This might be, um, I mean, it could possibly be one of my last matches coming up. Yeah. So, I'm uh, I'm excited, man. You know, I'm excited. to. Obviously, it's, you know, Marty Miller, been on the show before. It's for a good cause. We always get a chance to share the gospel, which is, you know, where our heart lays, our lies. But get a chance to go have a little wrestling fun, man. And if it is my last one, if the Lord's saying, hey, it's time to shut that door, then I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go out on top. Don't worry. <laughs> That's awesome. We can't wait for that. So everybody be sure to get to cross point Christian Academy tonight in Williamson, Georgia. It's going to be an event that you do not want to miss. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So how, listen, I, the past two months I've been listening to you, coach, Dana, Jana, really just dive into man, like family, wives, husbands, yeah. It's been enlightening for me, man. It's been enlightening for me. So real quick, um, long story short, come home from Remnant Youth Retreat literally the night of, and um, there have been some rumblings within my um, <laughs> within my marriage. There, you know, communication issues over the past two and a half years. A lot of stuff I I saw that I bottled up. Um, first off, I'll put out there: there was no adultery involved. There was no you know, porn addiction or anything like that that's causing what's going on. It's just lack of communication. Um, something happened over the past two and a half years. But my wife came to me and, and said she wanted a divorce, you know, and um, that was rough, man. Um, You know, the flood of emotions I've been going through over the past uh, two months um, have been hard. There's been anger, frustration, um, man, hating myself, all kinds of stuff. But, you know, in reality, it takes two. And, and those two months of you guys speaking about that family, um, about marriage, it does take two. And it takes a unity in Christ. And I've seen where... You know, me as a husband or as a wife, we kind of parted away from certain things together, uh, really working towards, you know, uniting ourselves in Christ. And and I believe in reconciliation down the road. If that's the Lord's will. Mm-hmm. But all I know, man, is, is I've spoken to you about it. And, uh, you know, Lord, the past two, two and a half years, Satan's attacked. He's attacked with. Sorry if you guys hear cars and birds in background. I'm outside. But, you know, he's attacked with canceling bookings, um, trying to cancel my voice friends leaving my side and and then i think he realizes that, that didn't really bother me too much so what does he do next he 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 uh he, he attacks my juggler and that was my marriage yeah. and so that's where we are right now I'm, I'm i'm working through that season um but from day one i sat and i thought and i was like there's no way that i'm going to curse god there's no way that i'm going to drop my faith in the lord uh because first of all my daughter needs it you know she needs a strong man in her life but it's been a trying two months, man, to come out of a hot youth retreat where we see kids just radically being changed, the Lord working in all of us. Um, 
And then I come home to that and it was like, wow, man, what in the world? But I didn't blame the Lord. I knew it wasn't the Lord. I knew it. I know it isn't the Lord. Yeah. Um, I stand on his promises. I stand on his goodness, but listen to you guys over the past two months, man, just husbands and wives on the show together, uh, <laughs> picking up my slack there, but the shows have been great. Just talking about, you know, happy spouse, happy house. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys communicating on certain pages, you know, at John at one time thinking she wasn't worthy to be your wife and, you know, Dinah um, and Brandon talking about things I'd never heard of, man. And it just gave me hope. You know, there's hope in those testimonies that you guys were sharing, um, not only for me, but I'm sure for others. Uh, so before I get going and talk the whole time we're on this podcast, that's where I'm at. I am right now. So I'm asking for prayers, you know, not only for me, but for Stacy, you know, my, my, my spouse and um, just our family in this season. Yeah. Man, we all go through we all go through wilderness seasons. We all go through times in life, and you know, uh, the Bible James says, "Count it all joy." Mm-hmm. And man, it's so hard uh, when we are when we're in those seasons to actually, you know, just sit back and say, "Okay, Lord, uh, I know what you're. I know you're doing something here. I know that." Uh, I don't like it. I know that it don't feel good, but you know, you're, you're telling me um, to just count it all joy. And it's James chapter <laughs> one, uh, beginning at verse two says, my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, you know, there are people who teach that, oh, if you're if you're where you need to be with God, you'll never have a problem. You'll never have a financial situation. You never have a marital situation. You'll never have any kind of heartache, any kind of trouble. Uh, but those people actually need to get saved because that's a complete yeah. lie. The Bible is clear that that the Lord allows us to go through things uh, so that uh, we can learn to fully trust in him to fully rest in him and not, not, uh, not hold on to our own pride or our own, uh, will and, and think, Oh, we've got this, we can do this all on our own. No, he, he allows these things. And it's like going into a fire. It's, it's, it's purifying us. Uh, and, and so it's, it's hard, uh, when you're in the fire, it's hard to look at everything positive. Uh, but, you know, we know that even when we don't understand it and even when we don't see what's coming out on the other side, our God, uh, with him, everything is good and everything is right. And yeah. so, you know, this is just this is just another season uh, that that you and Stacy are going through. And and I, I just believe that God's not done with the whole thing. And um you know, he's got the final say in everything. And so this is just a, uh, in those seasons, people draw closer together and people draw closer to God. And that's, you know, that's what, uh, that's what his ultimate goal is. Oh yeah, man. And it's about walking with him. You know, I've learned that dude has been over the past two months, moments where I open up my Bible and I'm just like, man, I don't feel like reading right now. I don't know what to pray, but luckily we, we serve a Christ that, you know, when we are speechless and, and don't know what to pray, he is interceding on our behalf, you know? And during the time I've noticed that all these scriptures, the Lord's been pouring out to me have been about 
about love, about, you know, grounding yourself in Christ, about going through these trials and, and you're reading through the Psalms and you see David, a man who <laughs> Lord committed murder, adultery, uh, far more than I've ever committed, but yet he would continue to seek after the Lord. I've been looking at the men who would, who would constantly walk with God. And I looked through Genesis five the other night and out of, out of nowhere, Genesis five twenty four, I believe it was, you know, Enoch walked with God. And I started looking into that and it was just this constant fellowship with the father that Enoch had, that David had, you know, they, they constantly relied on the Lord. They con- you know, it's, it's the man like Paul who, you know, told us to stand firm. He told us to put on that, you know, armor of God and continue to guard ourselves against the schemes of the enemy schemes being, Hey, Chad, you're going through a divorce. Why don't you just go into the bar and have a beer? Cause you, you know, you might need one. Yeah, Trust me. Those thoughts of your sorrows. Yeah. Go drown your sorrows. Hey, Chad, um, just go out here and start sleeping with a bunch of women now. Cause you're single. Oh, Hey, Chad, uh, do this, do this, do that. But that's the schemes of the devil, man. And I've been very quick about, um, you know, it talks about that helmet that you put on guarding your mind. I've been very quick about there's moments, man, where I get angry and so frustrated and it is a battle of the mind and I have to step back and I have to go, Ooh, father, clear my head. Give me the, you know, I have a, the Bible says we have a mind like Christ, Christ like mind. And I have to remember that I have to walk in him or walk beside him and just constantly seek after the Lord. I have to walk with God every single day. That's what Enoch did, you know, and that's what all these great men of the Bible did. And I always talked about finishing strong. I preached a sermon to a youth group, I guess it's been almost two years ago. And it was about finishing strong and all these things I talked about in there. I have to start putting into practice now, you know, for, <laughs> I see what the Lord's, you know, um, equipped me for, for a moment like this. I see, you know, coming out of the youth retreat, um, we spoke about identity and we spoke about all these other things and I have to start practicing what you and I've been preaching for the past, what, two years now on the podcast, man, I have to live that. I can't just let it be something that I tell others about, but then dismiss it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, one thing that I want to go to, and I don't know if you've got them written down in front of you, but hopefully you can you can remember. Maybe not exact dates, uh, but <clears throat> there's two situations. Uh, and you text me the other day and and reminded me of, I believe it was back in February. 24th. Yeah. All right. So so let's go into this. I, I just want to I think it's important for people to to heed the warnings of the Lord and, and to understand uh, that he does speak to us and, and whether that is, you know, speaking directly to us, you know, to our spirit or having a messenger come along and say, Hey, you know, I feel like the Lord's wanting me to, to give you this word, you know, people, a lot of times they think, Oh, well, you know, uh, Prophecy, if it's not unicorn and rainbows, then then it's not of God. If it's not all gushy and lovey, it's not of God. That's not always the case. You know, the Lord will warn his servants uh, of of seasons to come. And so so if you don't mind, I would like to go into a little bit of what the Lord had had shown you uh, months back. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think it was January when, well, okay, let's back up to November 18th when I got the call from WWE at like 9.08 PM. I remember the time vividly. Yeah. Shut the phone down, instantly went into my Bible. I just happened to turn to Philippians four 
you know, versus, um, and I want to read it. I mean, I, uh, just to <clears throat> Philippians four verses six and seven, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And verse seven says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So that night I felt like there was already a setup of what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Fast forward into January, I start to have <clears throat> these vivid dreams that I've never even had, like dreams of spiritual attacks and wars and um, natural disasters, all this stuff. So fast forward, February 24th, I believe it was. I have it written in my Bible. The Lord woke me up. I ignored him the first time. Me and you laughed about that. I said, <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. I'm going back to sleep. It's one fifteen in the morning. <laughs> I think I laid there for five minutes and then all of a sudden it's like my eyes snapped open and I sat up because I felt the Lord, bro. And I spoke to a pastor about this as if he were beside me, whispering in my ear, said, come walk with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. So I sat up and I'm like cold chills. And I said, okay, you got my attention. I go to my office and had no scripture in mind. I opened up Jeremiah two, <clears throat> Jeremiah two, verse two. And it's talking about Israel, obviously. Um, but it says, I remember the devotion of your youth and your love as a bride and how you followed me in the wilderness. And in that moment, I remember reading that and just starting to weep because the word wilderness is what stood out to me the most is that as if God was saying, I'm going to walk with you in this wilderness. And at that time I was like, well, the only wilderness I was in was leaving WWE. We're in, you know, moving into a new season, but I didn't know what that wilderness was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we fast forward to man camp. April where Corey had came up to um, both of us really and spoken things in our lives, but told me of a dream he had of me kind of being in a dark room um, wrapped in like some kind of tight sheet or whatever. I couldn't get loose. I was bound. um, And he was trying to rip everything away from me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that went on for a minute. Okay. Fast forward a little bit more, maybe into gosh, this was right after man camp, probably June, maybe. I had a just vivid nightmare and it was that, but in this nightmare, I was bound and all I could see or all they can move was my eyes. And there was demons laughing and screaming at me, but my eyes started to focus on a light and it was the cross. And it was that, you know, and and I woke up sweating, dude, like I'd been in a battle and I instantly went to my office praying in the spirit and just kind of casting all that out. But dude, what I see is all of this stuff is built up. It's kind of been, you, you talked about those warnings in a way of what was to come. And this is the storm because like we mentioned, the, the canceling of the bookings didn't bother me. Slandering didn't bother me, all this stuff. But what bothered me the most was, was it just, you know, an, an attack on my marriage. And I, I told you the other day, I said, man, I see that when I woke up February 24th and the Lord said, walk with me in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going through right now. We're going through that wilderness season. And because I didn't know what that wilderness was. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what those dreams meant, but I see now, I think it, that, that it's that spiritual attack on my family, um, on my spouse, um, on my ministry, you know? And so what do you do in that season? You trust the Lord, you walk with him in the wilderness, right? Yeah. Like Jesus did. You, you, when the devil comes to you and says, did God really say that? Well, just like Jesus, you <laughs> you say, yeah, and let me tell you the scripture where he said it, or let me tell you the promises of, of God and what he's done in my life and what I've seen him do in my life. So why would I doubt him now? You know, why would I doubt him now? 
Matthew chapter 3. Uh, I'm going to read the end of it into chapter 4, but it says uh, in verse 16, it says, When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Yep. Led. Okay, so picture this. Jesus is baptized by John the Baptist. He comes out of the water. Heaven's open. The Father's the Father's Spirit descends on him like a dove, and the Father speaks and says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And then the very next thing, the Holy Spirit leads him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Man, that's the, he, 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 before everybody who was there at that riverbank that day, the father showed everybody who Jesus was. This is your identity. You are my beloved son above anything else, above any of the miracles that you're going to go do above anything. You are my beloved son. And something Mm -hmm. that, that people need to understand is if you're born again, uh, God sees you the exact same way he sees Jesus. That's right. Therefore, each and every day, the Father is speaking over you. You are my beloved son or daughter in whom I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. And so, so the Father speaks, and then the Spirit leads him into the wilderness. And, you know, that's one of the things that I just really like to point out to people whenever we're talking about wilderness seasons, when we're talking about going through heartaches and trials in life. You know, it's not always because you've messed up. It's not always because you've sinned and turned against God. Uh, In a lot of cases, it's because the Father is taking you. The Holy Spirit is leading you into the wilderness because His plan is bigger than anything that we can see in our natural eyes. His plan is perfect, and He's got to get you where He needs you to be uh, right. So that you can can prosper in the next phase of your calling and in, in your life. And each and every one of us, it don't matter if you're born again. Maybe you're not called to preach uh, behind a pulpit. Maybe you're not called to be a missionary. But each and every one of us in the body of Christ, we have a calling. We are all of the exact same importance. And, you know, it don't matter if you're preaching uh, to thousands every Sunday yeah. or if, if you're preaching on the streets of New York and, you know, you've, you've just got people coming by and cursing you and spitting at you. We are all of the exact same importance. We are the body of Christ, and he has placed callings and gifts in each and every one of us for a special purpose. And always, not sometimes, always, we have to be, uh, we have to go through these 
these wilderness seasons and and allow the Father to mold us and shape us and conform us more and more into the image of Christ. Yeah, man. And it's how, how will we handle that? How will we handle those seasons of gosh, heartache and, and uh, death in the family or whatever, you know, real quick, we, we just, we, we, um, I just want to say everybody out there pray for my former tag team partner, uh, Corey Weston, Blake of the forgotten sons, you know, his wife, 32 years old, passed away three, four days ago, probably, or a week or so. But how will we handle seasons like that? How can I handle a season I'm going through right now? You just mentioned walking through that wilderness. You know, the, the father led Jesus, his son, into the wilderness. Now, if he led his own son into the wilderness to be tempted, um, first of all, the father, I think, um, had faith in his boy that everything was going to be okay. Now, if he's leading me into a wilderness to um, by what I'm going through, I have to sit and I have to go, well, I think he has faith in me. If that sounds right, God having faith in me, you know, but to to withstand this wilderness season, I've, I've and I've had to sit back, man. I've had to part ways of everything, of my feelings, of emotions, many times, and sit in my secret place and and look, because we can easily take all these wild voices that are going on within our head and let it drown out that one important voice. And I had to sit back and go, man, I've seen the goodness of God in my life. I've seen people's lives changed. I've seen my life change. I've 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 witnessed his love and his power and his presence. Why would I let this one moment in my life? Yes, it's my wife and it's a divorce and it's, man, it's dragging me down. But why would I sit and curse God and go, how dare you allow this to happen? When I could sit and go, okay, father, what can I learn from this? Mm-hmm. What can I learn from this? Please teach me. Okay. Cause I know Casey, you and I know the seasons we went through in life from whatever drinking and all this other stuff back in the day that, these seasons can turn into a testimony for us to be able to minister to other people. And bro, no joke over the past, probably two weeks, I've had so many friends, some of them I I, I hadn't seen since high school, reach out to me, not knowing what I'm going through and just confine in me and say, Hey man, listen, I'm going through a uh, divorce, a breakup, a death, whatever. Um, I just, you know, I really appreciate your videos. You've been putting back on Facebook, but uh, if you can't pray for me or can we talk? And I'm just sitting there thinking, and I can't even get through my season right now. So like, you know, there's moments where I want to beat my head against the wall. But then I go, but that's God. Yeah. That's God, man. He's, he's saying, okay, there was a moment where he said, step back and let me minister to you. But he never said, stop ministering to others mm-hmm. because that's your calling. And I've felt that calling since I was a little boy into the Marine Corps, into my 20s and 30s when I ran from it. There was still always this knock. And I can't shut that door. I can't stop the ministry because I'm going through a, a heartache or a wrecked season, you know, and real quick, my mom texted me this morning. She said, I was in prayer for God to give us blessings and mercy. And she said, I felt him say, it is up to you to accept it. Mm. <clears throat> and I told her, I said, that's true. And that speaks to me. You know, as many times we pray for blessings and mercy or, or, you know, whatever it may be. There's times we pray, Father, can you speak to me? But it's up to us to accept it. It's up to us to take action, uh, stay in prayer, stay in the word. And even in a season like I'm going through right now or somebody else that's listening right now is going through, we're all going through some kind of season. And if you're not, you're about to go into one. That's what I've always heard. But will you accept the goodness of God? Will you understand what Casey said about, you know, 
we have Christ living in us. We have to understand our identity that God so loved the world that he gave his only son mm-hmm. for us. What does that say? That means we are part of a sonship. We are adopted. We are righteous. We are made to be full in Christ Jesus and be a part of that family. So how do we accept that? Do we go through a trial and say, how dare you, God, I curse you. I'll never love you again. Or do we say, well, I don't understand what's happening, but I will not curse my God. Like Job, I will not curse my God because I've seen his goodness in the land of the living. I've seen his goodness in my life, in my family, man, in my I've seen his goodness, bro, over the past three and a half years, yeah. you know, and, and I will not curse my God ever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Tough situation. We, we all go through them and some, it seems like are you know, are, are harder than others, but, uh, yeah. Amen. our God is bigger than any trial or any situation or any test that we ever go through. And he has a perfect plan. Uh, I've always said it. Even if we can't see what he's doing, even if we don't understand and everything looks pitch dark around us, he knows the other side. That's right, brother. And sometimes we go through things and it strengthens us. uh, But in a lot of cases, we go through things like you were just talking about so that we can minister to others so that we can say, Hey, I've been there. Uh, let me, let me throw this at you. Let me, let me pour into you. Uh, yep. I know what that situation is like, I know, I know what you're feeling and man, that's just, uh, that's our God. And, and he loves us enough to allow us to go through situations like that, to purify us, to grow us, and for us to uh, to be able to help someone else down the line. And even when we don't see what, what he's doing, even when it looks bad, he, he loves us and, uh, and everything that he does is good and everything that he does is right. Yep. And I'll say this, man, as we, we wrap close up or whatnot, don't, dude, you know, as well as me, or as many times <clears throat> over the past two months where I've come to you and said, man, I feel unworthy. I feel um, defeated. I feel hopeless. And he reminded me that there's no condemnation in Jesus Christ. So whatever you're going through, man, maybe you're going through a divorce that it's because of adultery mm-hmm. or something else. Maybe you're going through drug issues. You're not unworthy. Jesus Christ didn't go to that cross because you were unworthy. He went to that cross because you are worthy. And you are chosen and you are loved, you know? So remember that. And, uh, you know, that, that feeling of unworthiness is, from the enemy it is a lie from the enemy and and i've learned to combat that and um you can do it too so stay strong i'm staying strong i appreciate the prayers of the of your family casey and then and coach's family and everybody out there man but uh i'm gonna get through this my family's gonna get through this and one day i'm gonna look back and go wow Mm -hmm. look what god's done (laughs) because he's good that's exactly right brother well it is great to have you back and yeah. uh, you know we have been and we will continue to pray for you and the family and and know that god's got this and man what a testimony it's going to be coming out on the other side have no idea bro we have no idea watch what the father does <laughs> amen amen
All right, everybody. We thank you for listening today, and we love you. Hey, if you're in the Benton, Tennessee area, join us this Sunday, October 16th, Kingdom Family Gathering at the Boys and Girls Club in Benton. Uh, We will be having a youth gathering at 5 p.m. and then uh, all ages worship at 6 p.m. So if you're in the area, be sure to come out and gather with us. We're just going to let the Lord lead and have a great time. And uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, prayer requests, or praise reports, be sure to email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at RealCaseyCage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.